0: You know, it's, it's sort of shocking because you're not used to seeing some places uh, um, without people uh, because India is also very vibrant like that, right? Uh, it's popular for being busy and it's popular for being uh, crowded and bustling. Um, and when you when you see empty streets, uh, it is very hard thing for sure.
1: Today on Dirty Linen, we're speaking to a really great friend of Australia, Saranch Goyla. He's an Indian chef, he's the street food expert, and he made a lot of friends when he came to Australia a couple of years ago. He was on MasterChef, he made his famous butter chicken, and it really took Melbourne by storm. Saranch is in Mumbai. My last trip overseas, I hung out with him in that wonderful city. Of course, circumstances today, we find him in a very different position. But Saranch, welcome to Dirty Linen.
0: Uh, Thank you uh, so much for having me over again, uh, if I had to say so.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really, um, really grateful that you've taken the time to talk to us because I know you are really busy with the whole situation. Um, We do hear news from, from India here in Australia. A lot of people have really strong connections, but tell us about how things are for you.
0: So uh, I think uh, uh, India has been fair, uh, fairly in the international press and people have realized what's happening here, uh, which meant uh, the current wave uh, of the pandemic has uh, hit the country uh, really badly. There's a lot of uh, carnage to say so. A lot of people are dying. Uh, cases are uh, through the roof. Uh, people don't have um, enough ICU beds. They are literally begging for oxygen. Uh, it really it really seems like we are at war uh, and, but uh, with the virus uh, which we can't see and of course um, it does look like um, uh, there, there was, uh, um, we, we, we weren't prepped for it, whether um, it's the citizens or the government uh, we can blame uh, either or uh, but definitely uh, something that um, we weren't prepped for and it has uh, Uh, really, really um, uh, turned into a nightmare, um, to say so. Um, And uh, yeah, so it it leaves us in this tough spot where uh, people have to stand up for themselves. Um, You know, we must all sort of uh, come to the front line and uh, save as many people as possible. It's tricky because it's COVID. Uh, You have to still try and save lives while you're sitting at home. Um, you have to try and, um, figure out resources for people who are working on the front line. Um, you have to help friends and family who are in tough spots. Um, and what is happening is because the wave is so strong, um, people are falling, uh, sick in clusters, um, which has also created a unique problem of, uh, uh, patients who are isolated at home. Um, they are struggling with, uh, daily meals and they are, um, Struggling to manage uh, uh, with resources at home as well, uh, so there is that side of the story as well.
1: Yeah, it's really distressing. Uh, it, how how is your close circle, Saranch? How are your family and friends?
0: Uh, I, I I'm very very thankful that we are all uh, okay. My um, having said that, um, this is for my immediate family, which means my parents and my siblings. But I lost my grandfather uh, two weeks back uh, to COVID uh, and uh, two of my best friends uh, lost their moms. So it it is like, I I don't think so anybody in India is untouched um, without loss of family or uh, loss of friends. Um, So it's it's an unfortunate situation. Like every morning you wake up, uh, you have to really wonder that uh, today I'm hoping that I don't get a call or a WhatsApp that, that tells me that, you know what, maybe we've lost somebody else. So it's, it's sort of become, as I said, you know, I have never been a part of um, uh, a war, to say so, but uh, all from all the films that I've seen, I really know how it feels now, uh, how it feels like to be in a situation where um, times are so uncertain that you don't know what's going to happen the next morning or next day. And um, it's it's unfortunate that we have to even uh, experience this or be in a time like this. Uh, But it is what it is. And I think uh, the only way to look at it is that um, you need to take care of yourself, your family, your mental health, and yet try and uh, rescue and save as many people as you can. So that's where we are currently. And and I I do feel like um, many people in our country have stood up. uh, They have taken the challenge. To try and save as many people as possible, and uh, we can only be thankful to them.
1: Sarancha, I'm so sorry about your grandfather and those other people, the, your your friends' mothers. It's so sad. One one of the things that people talk about with war is that is the chaos. You know, this feeling of being in the middle of a, some kind of storm. You can't see the edges of it. You don't quite know the shape of it. Is that the sort of feeling?
0: yeah i think that that is really how it feels like because um, it, it sort of does keep you constantly on edge and the uncertainty uh, that comes with it um, because i think as humans we are designed uh, uh, to plan for future to to you know uh, uh, look at life uh, from a long term perspective and we make plans um, of course with covid uh, all across the globe we, we saw this uh, um, Uh, distress that uh, COVID really really changed uh, perception about life generally as well and um, a lot of things uh, that were earlier just necessities now have become luxuries like things like travel or things like uh, you know for me as a chef I used to do a lot of TV shoots Um, so all of that of course is uh, out of the window currently people are struggling for life and uh, it really um, makes you, um, uh, you know, ca- recalculate or reevaluate your life choices and what do you really want to do currently. For instance, um, uh, I'm a chef, but I haven't uh, made a single dish in the last 20 days uh, because I have been uh, working uh, on trying to collate a list with resources. Um, 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 uh, makes me sort of realize that. Uh, uh, that you know, it will take a long time for us to uh, come back from this, um, and some of my, some of us might not even come back from it, and we might, uh, you know, look at this life very, very differently.
1: That's so interesting. So, when you say you've been compiling the list of resources, is this your COVID meals for India initiative?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, so, COVID meals for India uh, is something that I started about twenty-three days back. Uh, that is uh, when the, the pandemic sort of reached its peak, uh, uh, the fact that people were crying for oxygen and beds online, uh, there seemed to be a uh, cry for help even for patients who were at home, who were saying that where can we um, get home cooked meals from? Um, having said that, yes, we have a lot of delivery networks and apps um, uh, that are relevant in India, but uh, um, when you are sick and you are at uh, home, uh, whether you have mild or moderate version of COVID, uh, you want simple uh, home-cooked meals uh, that can nourish you back to health for the next uh, 15 or 20 days that you're going to be stuck at home. Um, Of course, uh, because of this wave, um, um, people are falling sick together, which means entire families, entire blocks, entire building uh, could be falling sick together. Uh, It has been happening in a lot of places. Unlike the last time where your friends, family... Um, or neighbors could help you out uh, when you were isolated at home, Uh, this time around you don't have that help, which means that you might might have to look for help from external resources. And those are the kind of resource lists um, many people are working on uh, back in India, especially people with influence um, have been trying to collate uh, these resources. So I, I realized that, uh, you know, I'm uh, my biggest strength is food and most of my uh, following is from the world of food. So I, I could technically use that pool uh, to try and um, assemble a list of home chefs across India um, who can help uh, within their PIN code or state or district uh, to, to help people out, whether from, with one meal or two meals or 100 meals um, uh, does not matter. But whoever, even if you can help one person out, um we started listing them on a google sheet uh, that's how it started um, very quickly I, I sent out a request on twitter and instagram that uh, whoever wants to volunteer uh, to help covid patients out uh, please share your uh, details with me and i'll start putting you on this uh, covid meals for india list uh, it started with about 220 or people uh, across uh, 10 or 12 cities um, and, uh, within two or three days of me starting this list, it reached about thousand people across, um, 38 cities. Uh, and then we realized that this cannot just be a Google sheet anymore. We need to, um, convert it into a platform. Um, and, and, uh, that, uh, um, uh, Delhi tech comp- Delhi based, um, a uh, tech tech company called faster uh, reached out to me and they were able to make this google sheet spreadsheet into a website so covidmealsforindia.com now mm-hmm. is a web portal where as a covid patient you can go and find your city uh, state and area and look for a um, food provider around you um, or as a person who wants to volunteer as a home chef or a uh, kitchen or a restaurant Uh, you can also register yourself on the same uh, uh, web page to help people out, no matter where you are in India. Uh, Currently, we are at about uh, 3,500 volunteers now, and um, about uh, 2.5 to 3 lakh people have already accessed uh, the web page. So, it really seems to be a big problem uh, because there is so much traffic on the website, Uh, it it is a cause of concern in in, in that sense that the more the traffic uh, you mean uh, it shows that there is more uh, COVID in the country so but yeah that's that's where we are currently and uh, what we are doing is we're directly connecting patients uh, uh, to volunteers so it's saving them time Uh, people can reach out to each other on whatsapp Uh, we've been able to uh, make a good interface where uh, service providers can register with what kind of meals they are providing, are they providing it for free, or are they charging a nominal food fee, um, or a delivery fee for it? Uh, what timings, what days, how many meals can they provide, etc. So all those uh, details are also now listed on the platform.
1: It's it's such a simple idea, but it's so powerful. And I can imagine it's making an enormous difference to people, not only to those who receive, but in in such a crisis, I think people also really want to give when they can. So I'm sure it's really meaningful and a really rich experience for those who are able to cook and give out those meals.
0: Absolutely. You know, I would have never thought uh, that uh, there would be a, a requirement for A solution like this, as I said, I think it's a product born born out of a crisis. Um, And you're right in saying that um, people who are volunteering, uh, it also helps them mentally. I've had a lot of people who've written messages to me saying that, you know, we were going through depression, or we felt like we will fall uh, into depression. Uh, But the fact that we are able to cook these three or four meals, and we feel like we are being able to nurture somebody back to help uh, health um really um gives us some peace of mind that you know if it's if there's so much destruction around us there's also some hope uh, in in terms of cooking for someone and you know uh, helping somebody nourish uh, back to health so i think um, it's yes you're right in saying that it's not only helping covid patients uh, directly but it's also helping people who actually want to contribute to this whether monetarily or uh, by using their skill um, um whatever means, uh, you know, one can help with, uh, works.
1: Mm. And do you think that are there particular dishes that come up again and again that people are really finding very comforting and nourishing and healing in this situation?
0: What we've done is uh, um, that we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, made a common messaging uh, on on all my social media platforms, uh, uh, which we have uh, made... uh, um, we, I've stored it on my profile uh, as a highlight and that we've made a guidebook with all the resources uh, one must have for COVID meals for India. So we've, we've uh, curated um, guidelines uh, for um, food or dishes that COVID patients uh, uh, can eat, uh, though there is no COVID diet and it would be wrong for anyone of us to say that, you know, this diet fits uh, any COVID patient because uh, it, it is technically a virus, uh, and with, with viral fever, uh, whatever diet uh, people usually take is, is what would technically fall under for COVID as well, which means less on oil, less on spices, um, not spices, low on spiciness uh, to say so, and uh, um, food that is easy on your stomach, uh, more water-based vegetables. Uh, one of our national dishes is kichuri. Uh, which is a one-pot meal, uh, highly nutritious, uh, great combination of uh, protein, carb, fats, uh, vitamins, minerals, fiber. So what we've done is we've assembled this guideline um, and we have uh, shared it with people so they can have access to it and they can use it. Unfortunately, because India is such a vast uh, uh, country and so diverse uh, in its cuisine as well, it's difficult to pinpoint at recipes or dishes. Um, so we have given them a ballpark instead or a guideline.
1: Mm. I think I saw that uh, kichiri on your Instagram the other day. It's that lentil and rice sort of one pot dish. Is that right?
0: It, it's got, uh, you know, so kichidi is uh, uh, really uh, the most comforting dish uh, uh, because uh, uh, it, of course, has two uh, major ingredients that are available all across the country, which is lentil and rice. Um, uh, Technically this is what our country uh, survives on no matter uh, which section of the society you come from. And uh, once you add some vegetables and some form of uh, protein comes from the lentil, but you can choose to add some cottage cheese or some um, chicken. uh, And then it sort of becomes very, very wholesome. um, Because uh, as I said, it it packs a great combination of all all the nutrients that the body needs. Uh, to keep you up and going Um, and it's a great way to bounce back to recovery in fact uh, um, every time I would fall sick as a kid uh, and I would have let's say flu Uh, Um, uh, it would be my go-to dishes because my uh, mom or dad would rustle uh, a kichdi up um, whenever I would fall sick Um, and hence uh, that will always be the easiest option to suggest to anyone
1: Yeah, it's really simple, but I think simple flavors, simple dishes, I think that's what people feel like when they're not well. Um, Saranj, when we were together in Mumbai, we went to eat street food. You know, we walked around these busy streets that so much of the life of Mumbai is on the streets I mean, t- can you just sort of paint the picture for us? What is it like now as you move around?
0: Um, so, um, you know, I of course uh, uh, tend to step out of house because I have my own uh, restaurant to run, and I um, you know, do make visits uh, to my kitchen. Uh, honestly, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a sight uh, that's unforgettable because one of these days I got to go to Gate Gateway of Mumbai, and uh, it is one of the crowdest, um, most busiest. Uh, destinations uh, in Mumbai, and it was empty, not a single soul there at Gateway of Mumbai. Um, really, really, um, you know, it's, it's sort of shocking because you're not used to seeing some places uh, um, without people, uh, because India is also very vibrant like that, right? Uh, it's popular for being busy and it's popular for being uh, crowded and bustling um, and when you when you see empty streets uh, it is very disheartening for sure also it makes a large impact on street food vendors um, um, that community technically thrives on the hustle and bustle of a city there is uh, it's a situation where people do run out of uh, work or small entrepreneurs whose businesses are not functioning because people are not out there on the street um, so it also creates um, uh, a lot of distress in that sense. And hence, we are also, there are a lot of NGOs and organizations now um, uh, asking for donations to try and help uh, migrant laborers or dabba walas uh, in Mumbai uh, to try and help them with Russian kits uh, to make sure that they um, are not going hungry.
1: Yeah, that's so sad. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, they don't only work on the street, they more or less live on the street. I think a lot of people don't really have, you know, they don't have a house to go back to, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, um, uh, while India has really developed over the last uh, two decades, and I do feel like we are still in a much better situation than we could have been possibly in, Uh, it could have been worse uh, Especially in Maharashtra, the uh, the state government has uh, uh, taken um, uh, quick steps and they have uh, uh, worked very, very quickly, uh, especially in this part of the country, uh, to make amends and to uh, help uh, the situation out. And in the last two weeks, we have seen a lot of improvement uh, as far as uh, COVID cases go. Um, they have substantially reduced. Um, and... Uh, things hopefully will start to look up uh, in the next week or so Uh, but uh, having said that um, you know we are a largely large populated country and uh, if we get stuck in a situation like we are in now uh, there has to be devastation Uh, just um, with the sheer volume of the number of people that we hold uh, within a city like Mumbai uh, I think it is uh, catastrophic and hence um, you know, we are where we are currently. Um, it would have been nicer if we were not in a situation like this, uh, but this variant of COVID has really, really uh, taken us back.
1: Mm. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you've got to, everyone has to, you know, look after those closest to them and look after their their mental health. Like I can hear how sort of energized you are by the good work that you're doing, but it also must be, just really distressing and exhausting. Like, are are you, how are you? Uh,
0: You know, honestly, uh, I I take every day uh, as it comes. uh, It is, um, um, as I said, every day is unique. In in this case, uh, no one day is the same. Um, I have, as I said, I've, I've been very, very focused to try and help people with COVID meals for India because I feel it also helps me in a way you know how people are saying that we are cooking those three meals uh, to keep our mental sanity and I think I am also running COVID meals for India for the same reason that a it it makes me feel that yes I while I am stuck at home I can still help my community out Um, I I can still help people who are ill at home and it it, uh, sort of gives me some form of uh, ease and mental peace Uh, but mostly I I, I feel uh, uh, terrible because um, it's it's not the, you know, um, one journalist asked me a question that what is the future of COVID meals for India? And I told her, uh, I don't want a future for COVID meals for India because uh, to think of the fact that we will need COVID meals for India three months down the line uh, means um, there's uh, still a lot of COVID out there and there's still a lot of devastation. So I told her that I would be the happiest if we have to shut this website in three months because uh, that means that uh, this service is not needed anymore and we don't have uh, um, uh, and the, and this wave uh, can leave us. Uh, but yeah, so most days, as I said, um, are, are not so bright. Um, having said that, I think uh, hope and um, uh, you know energy and positivity are the only way. Uh, you can really help other people out as well. So I try and keep my sanity as much as I can. Mm.
1: Saranj, what's the state of play with vaccinations there?
0: Uh, so we are uh, currently, because of the fear uh, that this wave has created, a lot of people um, are, are panicking and they are uh, all lining up for vaccinations, uh, which has also created a shortage for vaccinations. Um, I I must say that now, uh, with this wave, uh, people have become extra careful, the government has become extra careful with vaccination centers, which means uh, that before uh, this wave, even vaccination centers were proving to be super spreaders because people weren't maintaining social distancing there uh, and uh, some people weren't masking up properly. Uh, So it became a large problem, but now uh, with with so much panic and people have seen what has happened, uh, people are being extremely careful, government is being extremely careful. So vaccinations are going on, but I think, as I said, uh, 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 we are also running out of uh, vaccines very, very soon. Um, uh, They had started vaccinations for for the age bracket of 18 to 44 recently. Uh, Previously, it was only for 45 uh, and above uh, age group but now um, they had two weeks back they had launched uh, vaccinations for people between 18 to 45 but uh, just about yesterday they had to halt it again um, because we are seeing a shortfall in vaccinations. We're hoping that we can meet uh, the demand Uh, but considering India is such a large country I think uh, to be fully vaccinated we're at least 18 months away. Um, But uh, for immediate uh, healthcare workers and, uh, um, uh, you know, people uh, working day and night um, in the hospitals, they are all vaccinated.
1: Okay. Um, It's so devastatingly ironic that vaccination centres would become super spreader events. That's just terrible.
0: Yeah, as in, I think uh, none of us uh, would have realized that, but uh, because now the the recent uh, WHO guideline is that it is fully airborne, uh, and uh, uh, especially this uh, mutant, so which changes everything, right? Because uh, um, when it's fully airborne, um, that means that double masking was never a norm earlier. It it became a norm recently after they realized that how is it spreading so quickly. Uh, that was a question um, that was answered recently that it is fully airborne. And I think uh, um, none of us, including me, if I had to say so, like, you know, I was until the last month, I was going to my kitchen, but I was not double masking. Uh, it's only in these last 30 days that we have realized that, um, you know what, um, it can, it can get you even when you are outside your own home. Uh, picking up a delivery um, from your security gate in that uh, transit also you can get COVID Uh, so which means you have to double mask um, uh, uh, no matter where you are going uh, the moment you step out of your house and um, um, because it's airborne you have to be extra careful so uh, unfortunately this happened to us uh, uh, while people are also going for their vaccinations and the, yeah vaccination centers also became super spreaders to a certain extent so that's it's just unfortunate
1: I, I don't think anyone in Australia has heard of double masking um I mean we're very lucky there's no virus in the community here but when we were masked uh, yeah we were we're all in single masks, but...
0: As I said, you know, COVID also comes uh, with its own uh, challenges, right? It's a virus that keeps evolving. And uh, uh, I think uh, people were anyway exhausted um, from the last year and they were uh, hoping that um, the pandemic is behind them. And, you know, uh, people were, just had started to get back to their regular lives uh, but with this variant, uh, I think it has taken everyone um, a step uh, back. And um, yeah, as you said, uh, you know, double masking is something that I would have never thought of doing. Uh, but uh, here we are, and uh, uh, we, we must uh, deal with it. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's terrible. But uh, now we are already in it, and we must save what we have left. Is is really the situation that we are in currently?
1: Saranch, what would you say to people in Australia about the situation in India? You know, what what would you like us to know?
0: Uh, you know, I would actually uh, want people to be aware that um, that you know, uh, it's lessons that we can learn from each other. I think uh, what we should have learned from what happened in Italy last year uh, was to be fully prepped and ready if a situation like this uh, hits our uh, country as well. Uh, but I think um, citizens and the government both were too lax and um, they, they, they figured that, you know, this variant of Corona is going to leave us and it's a story of the past, is what everybody started thinking. and um, And as I said, including me, it's not like I'm blaming someone else um and uh, the lesson to be learned out of this is that uh, corona is here to stay uh, covid is never going to leave us uh, it seems like unless we are able to do enough research on how it's going to mutate uh, maybe there are booster vaccination shots we need to take every year or two years but one thing that we realize is that this virus evolves um which means that you have to at any given point in time um be aware of your surroundings uh, you have to mask up when you're going out uh, uh, to believe that it's not going to sp- spread from a party of 100 people or from from clubbing or from social gatherings uh, would be a mistake if you are not following uh, the, the COVID protocol. Um, so I would say that um, please be wary and uh, maintain social distancing and uh, uh, don't uh, think of COVID as a thing that is the thing of the past. I think it's here. It's very, very alive, um, and it, you know what, it, it just, it somehow makes it uh, to your country. Uh, it, it leaves, um, it, has, it has left no part of this continent untouched. Um, you know, even when, when this um, other variant uh, hit UK, um, you know, in, in, in India, people were like, you know what, COVID has already hit us, but uh, here we are with another variant, and now people fear that this variant could travel to other continents. So you know it it keeps mutating, and hence uh, we must realize that uh, it is here to stay with us unless we fully research as to what uh, COVID is uh, and and how long will it mutate. So we should we should uh, really be careful and not uh, let go of what we learned last year. Is what I would say.
1: Mm, Yeah, really timely words. Saranj, um, can we donate from here to COVID Meals for India? So
0: you can't directly donate to COVID Meals for India because, um, as I said, these are individual people who are trying to help the community. But we have listed uh, two organisations on COVIDMealsForIndia.com, which is Feeding From Far and Enrich Lives Foundation. Uh, these two organisations are helping um People um, who are the migrant laborers uh, who were working in Mumbai and are out of jobs and are looking to just survive currently. So, uh, uh, you know, one way of supporting people is to help them with COVID meals. But the other is to actually support people who have no meals because they will die of hunger otherwise. And hence, um, uh, the easiest would be to go to COVIDMealsForIndia.com and you can choose... Um, and pick uh, either Enrich or Feeding From Far. Both are legit, verified, and uh, they are doing some incredible work, which means uh, that if you were to donate uh, about 50 Australian dollars, uh, you could be feeding a family of five for an entire month. So um, it it makes a big difference. um, And um, yeah, that's all it takes uh, to help uh, a family
1: out. Amazing. Saranch, congratulations on what you're doing. I'm sorry that the circumstances are so dreadful. I wish you strength and comforting food, and I hope the corner turns soon and India can start to recover.
0: Yeah, and thank you. Thank you so much for spreading the word about COVID meals for India, honey. And uh, I really hope that there is a time again where we could probably, uh, you know, go out and... uh, Uh, on the streets of Mumbai and uh, grab a street snack again. Uh, It seems like a far-fetched dream as of now, Um, but as I said, uh, that tiny bit of hope I still have.
1: Yes, we have to keep dreaming, and I'm sure it will happen one day. You stay safe, all right?
0: Thank you, thank you.
1: All right, take care. This is Dirty Linen, and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. ¡Gracias!